Hello? Is this Brian Hamilton? Uh, yes, it is. May I ask who's calling? Um, this is your doctor. <gasps> My doctor? What What do you have to tell me, doctor? Uh, I, I have the test results. <gasps> what do they say? You have tested positive for fatal cuteness. Oh no, that means I'm gonna die one day, but I'll be cute when I do it. I'm afraid so, sir. <gasps> well, whatever shall we do? What is the cure? Uh, let's eat breakfast. Okay. I love you so much. It's funny because that's a real anxiety of mine. <laughs> that you're gonna die of fatal cuteness? No, just like doctors and test results and things like that. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't no, mean to okay. make you anxious. I know, no, I wasn't actually. I'm not a real doctor. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a degree in doctor. <gasps> oh, no, doctor. Tell me the test results. Well, you failed your medical exam, like, to get into medical school, so you're you're not a doctor. <laughs> you are certifiably not a doctor. What'd you have for breakfast? Today, Brian Hamilton, I had the most incredible breakfast that I've had in a very long time. And that is a brand name Soylent Coffeeist. Okay, so you tried Coffeeist, which is the Soylent made coffee drink. That's not the one that you've been making, but just by dumping out some Soylent and adding some coffee. How was that? It was everything that it could be and more. Frankly, I think that the... Um, so usually when I make it myself, I'm mixing it with like the Dunkin' cold brew I buy or like the Starbucks cold brew. Um, so it's slightly, slightly stronger. But what I really appreciate about Coffeeist, like that Soylent makes, is that it is not too sweet. This is coming from a person that like only drinks black coffee. Um it's not too sweet. It's just like the right amount of creaminess. And I really think that it made me full. I technically, I drank two of them. Uh, for those listening at home, uh, we had like a six hour session for our D&D group that Brian and I are a part of. Um, and instead of like actually making myself like real food, I ended up like drinking two Soylents over the course of that. Um and I wasn't hungry until, like, now-ish, which was, like, five hours later. So I really think they worked. That's amazing. So, wait, you were drinking Soylent during the session and I didn't notice? I'm, like, actually really shocked you didn't notice. I, I don't know. I was too busy, you know, uh, slaying ogres and getting loot and rolling perception checks. It was really fun today. Yeah, we had a really good one. Uh, we should make a podcast of it sometime. We should call it the Schmadventures Schmone. Uh, that that's totally not already a podcast we both listen to. No, because that's called the Adventure Zone, and this is called the <laughs> Schmadventure Schmone. Schmone. Oh my God! Wait, what if we did like the Adventure Scones? <gasps> oh my God, that's. Let's keep that one in our pocket. Let's, let's keep that one in our pockets for our next big blockbuster podcast idea. Yes. For breakfast today, I had two bespoke 
pork roll sandwiches. My family and I just got a new grill uh, because we are delightful people that really, really like good food and good barbecue. And yeah, we like we've been playing with a smoker a lot, and there's not a whole bunch. Like I'm sure we're not doing it right. I'm sure like actual barbecue people would look at us and be like, "Oh, that's weird." But hey, we're actually using a real offset smoker to make real offset smoking food. Uh, we roasted a whole bird yesterday. It was really great. Uh, we smoked a bunch of ribs. That was awesome. Uh, but it also has like a gas grill component, which is the main thing we wanted to replace because our old gas grill was not good. So this morning, um, we made a bunch of pork roll on the gas grill part of this amazing new smoking grill charcoal thing. And it was delicious. I've never had real char on pork roll before. We've always just like heated it up in the pan and got kind of sizzly. And again, pork roll for those not in the know or not from Trenton, New Jersey is uh, this really wonderful cross between bacon and ham in a way. It comes in a log, you slice it really thin and it looks like little patties. But the flavor is so meaty and tasty and I, I love it so much we had real char on it for the first time today thanks to a uh, ch- uh, gas grill outside and it was amazing and we even toasted the buns too so we had um, nice hamburger buns when I say nice I mean uh, members mark from Sam's Club like 24 pack for three dollars and um, we toasted those two so they were nice and crispy we got char in the pork roll we layered a bunch of slices of pork roll between a bunch of American cheese and oh my god it was good it was fan freaking tastic I have three things yes thing number one I haven't been talking because I am so angry that you ate pork roll and I did not have any well I don't know what to tell you Two, I did. I also didn't say anything for the past maybe minute because I usually drink uh, coffee during this podcast, but we're recording at almost 11 o'clock at night. So I am drinking rosé and I'm like two thirds of the way through the bottle. So we are going to have a great night tonight. Oh, um, man. <laughs> that's amazing. And three, I was actually just this is absolutely in no way related to um, the inebriation I'm feeling from this bottle of rosé. Um, I, I actually correlate, um, you, I, I, I correlate being introduced to pork roll to like when we first fell in love, Brian, Aww. because, because, so I grew up for, for those who don't know, I grew up in a town called Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which is not particularly far from Trenton, New Jersey. It's like maybe two hours away, maybe in traffic. Um, and so it's actually really funny because at my Wegmans, they also, my Wegmans, like I live there, um, at the Wegmans in Bethlehem that my, my family frequents, um, they actually sell pork roll and I had just never been exposed to it before, which is funny because like Brian and I grew up pretty close together, but we met in Boston, which is like 300 miles away from where we both grew up. <laughs> and yeah, pork roll is uh, one of the best things in the world. And I'm just saying that maybe the first time I said I love you to Brian, it was because I was actually eating pork roll and I was saying it to the pork roll. But Brian thought I was talking to him and I just kind of went with it. I'm sorry, what? Nothing. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, pork roll is much more a part of Trenton identity and New Jersey identity than it is Pennsylvania. So I could imagine it not being as big of a hit there, per se. Like, Well, but but also my area of Pennsylvania, like, uh, for those not, not accustomed to Pennsylvania geography, which, like, honestly, why would you be? Um, I literally live, like, five minutes away from the border of New Jersey. So, like, yeah. 
That's true, but still, I, I feel like it's much more of a Central Jersey thing than it is North or South. And do not at me. Central Jersey exists. I live there. If you if you want to exclude me, just say it, Brian. Just say it. I don't want to exclude you. I want you to have all the pork roll. I love you. I love pork roll. I want to bring the two of you together. You're going to bring some to my house next week, right? I hope so, because it's difficult to transport because I need like a cooler or something. And I don't you know what else is happen. difficult. What? You know what else is difficult? What? Being in love. Hey, it's not as difficult as bringing pork roll 300 miles, though. What are we talking about tonight, Truth? <laughs> tonight. Um, so we had two topics for this episode, and I want to give a I'll give a live we're going to have a live discussion. Um, I, I want to talk to Brian because we, we had discussed that our next episode, we wanted to be breakfast routines. But I was saying, because we're recording at 11 o'clock at night, that we should talk about midnight breakfast. What do you think, Brian? I'm a big fan of talking about midnight breakfast simply because I didn't know breakfast routines was still on the table. That'll be a later episode. But yeah, I'm definitely down. I prepared a little bit for uh, midnight breakfast. Are you saying that you didn't read my mind? Honestly, how dare you? I mean, being in love is hard enough without reading minds. So this is just to say that definitely add us this week with uh, your breakfast routine because we want to hear about it because we're going to talk about it next week. We're going to talk about it next week and it's going to be really great. Tell us uh, all about what you do when you have breakfast. Yeah, I have a routine. Do you have a routine, Brian? I have a poutine routine. Stop it. Where uh, I, I have a very fixed so schedule for when I eat So midnight breakfast is really important to me. Um, for a long time, uh, I was I was on OkCupid, and in the section that was entitled um, "You Should Message Me If," I put if you've sat at South Station Diner at three in the morning and felt like it was the closest thing to church you've ever experienced. Um. And people, when people messaged me, they did not reference that for most of the time, unless they were like, I have also been to South Street Diner in Boston, near South Station. Um, those people don't understand me. To me, midnight breakfast, you're right. It is like the fact that you're out so late usually means that you have a pretty good reason to be. <laughs> and it also means you are definitely at a diner or you're making it yourself. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. I have such a great story about uh, making late breakfast for yourself, but I'll save that for later in the show. You know what this reminds me of? What? Is, um, have you ever seen Constantine? No, I haven't. With uh, Keanu? Yeah, with Keanu Reeves. Um, I've actually seen that movie like a ton. I went through, like, a Keanu Reeves, like, thing when I was in high school. Um, and that was... I don't know if that's when Constantine came out. Anyway. Anyway. Um, there's a scene in Constantine, because they're in L.A., um, where he's kind of, like... Um, <laughs> they, like, go through this kind of, like, weird, like, religiously, like, paranormal experience. And Rachel Weiss, who, like, is my girlfriend, by the way. Um, Rachel Weiss kind of, like, goes to him and she's like, what did you see? And he was like, we need eggs. And then, like, the next shot is them in this, like, um, particularly, like, L.A., not diner, but, like, one of those places where they have a big old griddle and they just, like, put eggs on it and they put meat on it. Like, don't go there if you're a vegetarian kind of places. And I think about that so often. Like, in those... We should probably do an episode at some point of, like, breakfasts that happen in movies that you think about a lot. Like, the sandwich from Spanglish. I feel that. But I think about that a lot. Uh, you think about we need eggs after a religious experience like that? 
Yes. And and also, it also happened, like, at nighttime. Like, they went there probably around midnight. I don't exactly remember the canon of the movie, but that's what I remember. Rose, ladies and gentlemen, I love you so much. <laughs> hey, I'm completely sober. To me, if you're going to be out that late and you're going to be getting breakfast like that or you're going to a diner, you have a good reason to be because you're surrounded with good friends or you had a really fun thing you were going to. For me, I always went to midnight movies when I was in Boston. And my favorite thing to do after was uh, uh, go to an all-night diner. Uh, I also like doing that when I drive into Philly for it because when I'm in Boston and because uh, I usually like I'm able to stay in Boston or stay in New York. Um which means I don't always go to a late night diner if I see movies in a city I'm crashing in. But if I'm in New Jersey and I'm driving down to Philly for a midnight movie, on the way back, there is always a Denny's on 95. And I almost always stop there. And it's my favorite thing to do is after a late night of, uh, you know, either watching The Room or Rocky Horror or uh, I've seen, uh, what else have I seen there? A few other movies. I would come back and get a stack of pancakes at the Denny's on Route 95, and it is such a wonderful experience. I love it so much. Now listen, Denny's is church. <laughs> Denny's is such an amazing place for late night breakfast. It's the best place because, like, they're always open. I remember there was this Denny's that we went to um, at one of the national slams that I've been to, it was like the Denny's was super close to our hotel. So we just like went there a lot. Cause like, Oh, we had a per diem. So like, Oh, let's go get one. One of my teammates like got a steak at Denny's because he was like, I can. Um, and they have this sandwich called the grand slam, Witch. and since we were there for a poetry slam, like I ordered it. And I was not disappointed. And I feel like almost every national event I've been to, I've also gone to a Denny's or a Waffle House while I was there. I feel like that's a very slam thing to do. I also love that that's another thing with slam in the title, because at all the Emerson Poetry Slams I went to, y'all always played Space Jam. Yes, we did. Come on and slam, and welcome to the Poetry Slam. And welcome to the jam that we're going to put on this toast, because we're talking about breakfast. Jam Buds! from Steven Universe. So let's, uh, What? what's the, wait, what's wait, the wait. last time? I'm going to pretend you didn't just gloss over that Steven Universe reference. I'm sorry, wait, what, what did you say? I said, jam buds. The sun is bright, our shirts are clean, we're sitting up above the sea, come on and share this jam with me. Okay, I, I still don't get it. Alison Truge, please tell me you remember jam buds. I don't. From the episode where Connie and Steven, uh, or Connie learns how to sword fight, and at the very beginning, they're uh, they're singing a song about sharing this jam with me. I don't remember that at all. I guess we have to watch the whole whole show Come over on, again. Share this jam with me. Ingredients in harmony, we mix together perfectly. Come on and share this jam with me. Oh, it's one of my favorite songs in the show. Honestly, I need to rewatch that almost immediately. I, I agree. Uh, we need to do a Steven Universe podcast one day. We should do a Steven Universe breakfast podcast because they do that episode where he like is trying to have breakfast with everybody. <gasps> oh my God. Uh, what was it? Uh, together breakfast. <laughs> it's me so much. <laughs> oh man. I hope someone's writing this down. Okay. That's coming up, folks. We're going to do that. Jam buds. I think we should talk about the most recent time that we've had, like midnight breakfast. And by midnight, we really mean like after midnight, before six a.m. breakfast. Hmm. Okay. 
Breakfast you didn't fall asleep before having. For me, my most recent, uh, this is the exact same Denny's on 95 that I went to uh, after Midnight Movies in Philly. I almost, I'd say like very reliably every two or three weeks, I meet uh, my friend Ashley there uh, for late night, either nachos or uh, things like that. But more often than not, I will get the everyday value slam, which is like two pancakes Uh, a few pieces of bacon and some eggs and it is four (laughs) dollars and so amazing and we don't always go there at midnight but we always go like pretty late night because she works pretty late and it is some of my favorite like they say it's really hard to make friends after college and once you enter adulthood but if you have a friendship like i do with ashley say you have like a very reliable way to get together and talk about life and talk about things. And doing that over midnight breakfast is one of my very, very favorite things to do. You want to do something super depressing? What? I've been sitting here the whole time. I I promise I've been listening, but I can't think about the last time I had midnight breakfast. I like can't remember. Really? Yeah. I I actually, I I feel bad because I like suggested this episode, but... (laughs) I can't remember the last time I had a midnight breakfast. I think that's the eighth definition of glenning, thinking about suggesting the episode, <laughs> suggesting the episode topic, and then not uh, thinking of anything to contribute. <laughs> huh. That makes me feel bad. I love you so much. We only make fun of Glenn and Jest, and I only make fun of you and Jest. We're both typesetters, so maybe it's a typesetter thing. Maybe it is a typesetter thing. <laughs> Uh, Do you have any, maybe not the most recent, but tell me about another one of your favorite, favorite, favorite late night breakfasts. One of my favorite late night breakfasts. Hmm. Oh man, I know what it is. What is it? There was a time, Brian, when you came into Boston and you came in like super late. Do you remember? And we both went to South Station. Yes. uh, Or I went to South Station to meet you. And then we were like hugging and probably like kissing i don't know you don't do that until you're married but um we were like we hugged each other and i looked at you and i was like we need to get food and you were like yes we do and so we went to south station diner which is one of my favorite diners in boston if not only because like it's one of the only diners i've actually been to in the city of boston uh mike city diner being one of them but like when i think about like proper boston i think about like south station and like south station diner and yeah they just i i forget what i had i probably i always get an omelet with sausage there because that's like one of my standards anywhere i go and yeah i think i got french toast that night because i remember really really wanting something carby and sweet it was a great day to be in love it was a great day to be in love or a great night to be in love rather uh i you brought mike city diner which i love my least favorite thing about mike's is that i can't go there at midnight and order pancakes they close at three every day and it's really upsetting honestly this is how i feel and i would love for you to at me about this Uh, not you brian but anybody in the world um it's not a diner if it closes it's not a diner if it closes frankly (laughs) that's actually how i feel (laughs) oh god it's only a diner if it's always open like south station diner or South Street. South Street Diner, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, some of my other favorite late night breakfasts. Uh, again, the same freaking Route 1 Denny's. I would go there after, uh, for, for a summer in college, I had a job working in Philly uh, at, as a concert security. So I would do the pat-downs outside the venue. I would guard VIP areas. I would make sure no one was rabble-rousing. I would, like, pace aisles and make Were sure nobody... Were you a nobody... good rabble-rouser stopper? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I was a good rabble rouser stopper. I have a hard time believing you were good at that. I was pretty good at it. Um, I would you rouse a lot of rabbles, Brian. No, no. I, in in this capacity, I was good at uh, taming that. And I would drive back from the man center in Philly, and again, that same freaking Denny's. I would stop there, get a stack of pancakes, and reflect on the night, and drive home. And it was amazing. Again, more like great caps to the night happen at uh diners like this there's again always a good reason to be out that late if you're going to be getting breakfast at all and again i was alone at these things like i would usually go to movies alone i would come home from work alone and i would just hang out listen to a podcast and eat pancakes at a diner at like 2 a.m and it was amazing well and i feel like midnight breakfast at least for me because it's always kind of like a special occasion. There's not a lot of times in my life where I routinely like went to a diner like at night. Um, I feel like I remember how midnight breakfast makes me feel, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you're almost breaking the rules. Um, and there's like people <laughs> around you. I feel like because, you know, breakfast is kind of like this is kind of what this podcast is about is like breakfast is a big unifier and that most people most people that you can care about rather like breakfast foods because there's a lot of breakfast foods that like cater to like that there's there's a lot of selection to like go with like some people don't like sweet things but there are savory things that you can have in breakfast and like vice versa um but anyway it's like breakfast is this great equalizer and having it like usually late at night is either a signifier like you're either inebriated and you just want to like go out and diners are open or it's also kind of like, you know, maybe it's like late at night. And for instance, I know when I was in college and I was like super broke, sometimes it was like, oh, I only have eggs and pepperoni and cheese in the fridge. Guess what I'm making? Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's like a... Uh, like midnight breakfast makes you feel a certain kind of way. And I feel like every time I do it with somebody new, I feel a much stronger connection to that person more so than if we had just gone to brunch together at the normal hour. I agree. I agree. And conversely, there's the moment where in the night, you can feel the need for a midnight breakfast, you know? You can, like, look at everyone around you and say, Who, who's hungry? Do, do you want to go to a diner? Let's go to a diner. Then you figure out how to get to the diner or what diner to go to, what diners are open. And there's always this really great camaraderie of, like, rallying the troops to go to a diner. For sure. Like, if, if you're sober or not, it's, like, a really beautiful moment. And it's you. it takes a lot of, like, synchronizing. It's the same kind of camaraderie that involves, like ordering dominoes or chinese food at a big party where someone's like hey who wants food you want food and then you go around figuring out what people want if they want like pepperoni or if they're vegetarian or something like that and then you go to me and like i always want food exactly (laughs) and then like someone figures out how to do it like that same kind of camaraderie and fun and togetherness can only be strengthened by going to a diner at night for sure i have another quick uh story about Late night breakfast, because uh, this is a pretty good one, Uh, going off something you said earlier about what can I make? So a year or two ago, I uh, was hanging out one night and like doing some drinking and doing some stuff like that. And I was hanging out with my roommates. Hmm? Drinking is bad for you. (sighs) So I was hanging out with my roommates one night and I was drinking and just hanging out and doing some fun stuff. And then I went to sleep. Woke up the next morning, and as I was cleaning up after the previous night, I was, you know, cleaning up the kitchen because we had some food, and I looked in the microwave, and there was this beautiful omelet sitting there. And at this time in my life, I made amazing omelets, and I could tell this one was mine because it was stuffed full of peppers and onions and mushrooms and tomatoes, and it was 
a big pancake-style thing of egg wrapped around all of these very roughly chopped and then seared in butter uh, veggies. And it was my favorite, favorite thing to make at the time. And I haven't made it in a while. I need to give that another shot. But I looked in there and I see my amazing omelet sitting there. I was like, wait, what? I don't remember making this. So I asked my roommate and he was like, yeah, so we got drunk last night. You made that and then went to sleep immediately after. <laughs> so... <laughs> I woke up the next morning and drunk me had made me breakfast. And he was like, yeah, you, you had the presence of mind to put it in the microwave for tom- tomorrow morning, which is now. And it was just, <laughs> I was so happy and so hungover. And I had made myself a delicious, delicious omelet. And, you know, you've made me that omelet before. I actually remember the first time you've ever made me that omelet. Um, it was maybe, I want to say we had been dating for like maybe a month, maybe a month and a half. It like was still pretty new. Um, and you looked at me and like, at this point we had kind of established like Truge cooks and Brian doesn't really cook very often. Uh, and if he does, he like goes all out about it. But actually, you know, I'll say in that moment, I didn't know that about you. I just figured like, oh, Brian's like a typical like college boy who like doesn't really cook for himself. And I just remember like sitting with you in your kitchen that was literally like the size of a postage stamp. Um, (laughs) And like you were making this like beautiful pepper omelet for me. And you were like looking at me like, oh, I hope I don't screw up because she won't (laughs) like me if I screw up. And it was like so delicious. I remember. And I think that may have been the time that we played Journey together. (gasps) But anyway. Really? I will... I, I'll just say that I vouch for this omelet that Brian made. That uh, two things: a that is so sweet. Uh, two, <laughs> did I did I know about you that you didn't like mushrooms at that point? Like, did I put mushrooms in the omelet? I definitely would have said while you were getting the mushrooms out to put that nowhere near me. Okay, so I probably did know that. And three, well, I guess three things: is that really when we played Journey together? It may have been three. Rosé makes me very appreciative of everyone around me. (laughs) Hey, Truge, what do you like about me? Um, Brian is one of the kindest people I've ever known. And he is really, it's more than he's just like sweet, which he is. It's that like Brian just considers everyone in the room in the way that he holds space for people to like feel whatever they want to feel and he the way that he listens to them is just like incredibly considerate and the way he listens is incredible. Oh, sweetheart. Oh my god, you are the sweetest bean. The other thing that everyone should know, this isn't just Rosé talking. I had like a very incredible, uh, I had a poetry feature where everyone was just like incredibly like emotional and like complimentary. So I'm like in that headspace as well. Poetry does that. Every time I go to Cantab with you, I really truly feel like elevated in a way, like very socially elevated in that I can talk to people and not be afraid of it. It's a very open and welcoming space. And I welcome, like, I I appreciate that so, so much. But it's also very Massachusetts. And like, don't talk to me unless like, we've had three whiskeys together, like alone. (laughs) 